0: Hello, my name is J. Tom Worsford. I'm the minister at the Austin Avenue Church of Christ. This is our fourth podcast. We're looking at the book of Philippians. I want to read to you Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 26. Paul writes, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy or rivalry and others out of goodwill. The latter do so in love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely sincerely supposing that they may stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I'll continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help given by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, that what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I'm eagerly expectant and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet, yeah, what would I choose? I don't know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body convinced of this. I know that I will remain and will continue with all of you for your progress and joy and faith. So that through my being with you again, your joy in Christ will overflow on account of me. As we've looked at Philippians chapter one so far, we understand that Paul is in prison and it would be very easy for him at this point in his life to be, woe is me, and to be just centered on Paul. You see, Paul has a goal in his life. Paul's goal was to go and to preach in Rome. That's what he wanted to do. He didn't know that he was going to go as a prisoner, but when he appealed to Caesar, that's what the result was, and he ends up going to Rome as a prisoner. Paul's main goal, though, is to glorify Christ, to preach Jesus Christ, to glorify God in his body. That's his goal. And everything that happens to him, he sees as an opportunity to advance that goal. What's the goal in your life? What goal, what purpose have you set in your life? You know, either... Either you set the direction of your life or the world will set the direction of your life. You'll either have a godly pursuit or you'll have a worldly pursuit. One of the two. No one lives without a direction. They may say they don't have a direction. They may not know their direction. But if you have not set your direction in your life, I want you to know something. Satan will set your direction. And it will always be selfish And it will never be for the glory of God. Paul has set his purpose for the glory of God. And as he advances, as he advances inside of his pursuit of God, he sees situations as opportunities. He doesn't say, woe is me. He looks around and says, now what am I supposed to do? Now I'm in chains. What am I supposed to do? Maybe I'm supposed to teach the people that I'm in chains with. Paul didn't see pri- prison as, a, as an excuse to stop preaching. He saw prison as an opportunity to have a captive audience. He now gets to teach the guards. That, that word, furtherance or advance, it, it really is that, that term. It's an army term in Greek words. And it's what they do when they go and they prepare new territories. Paul is in a situation where he is advancing the gospel. He's going, he's preparing new territory so that the kingdom of God can thrive. What difference do you suppose it would have made in the history of the church if Paul had just given up? Paul had just said, you know, it's not going my way. I'm just going to live for Christ and just let happen what happened and he loses his purpose, I'm going to tell you, things would have turned out differently. We wouldn't have had some of the letters that we have and some of the instructions and some of the teaching that we have. At least it wouldn't have come from Paul. But because Paul had that direction in his life, God used him. And Paul advanced furtherance, advanced the kingdom of God so that you and I now have this opportunity to continue sharing He didn't let his critics stop him. There's three things that I want you to get out of this section of Scripture, and then one at the very end that's very personal to me. The first is this. How did Paul see his chains? In verses 12 through 14, Paul's in chains. Chains. Paul didn't see these chains as a loss. He sees these chains as an opportunity. 24 hours a day, somebody has to be with him. That gives him 24 hours a day to share the gospel. He could have looked at those chains as hindrances and encumbrances. They didn't. All of us have encumbrances in our life. We have chains inside of our life. Fanny Crosby, the famous songwriter in Christian hymns, was blind. She could have allowed that to stop her and for her to sit and just feel sorry for herself. Instead, she used her time to become a mighty force for God through hymns. What's your encumbrance? What's your encumbrance? We tend to to look at our hard times and the trials that we're going through, and we want to say, God, why are you doing this? When really our hearts need to turn and we need to be saying, God, now what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to do with this? How can I use this to advance your kingdom, to advance the gospel? How can I advance Jesus Christ? You know, discouragement has a way of spreading, but so does encouragement. And when we see people who encourage us, even though they're going through trials, their encouragement carries with it a weight that we can't explain. We need to learn to be men and women of encouragement who share and advance the glory of God. The second thing that Paul had was not only chains; he had critics. Paul had people who stood against him. I don't know why, maybe out of envy, maybe out of their misunderstanding. Uh, You know, Christianity began with the Jews, and then it went to the Gentiles, but... As it began with the Jews, the Jews wanted to keep a part of the tradition and a part of the custom and a part of the law with them. And they didn't want everybody to have that freedom that comes in Christ. They wanted to continue to have some of those chains of the law bound to other folks. And they tried to bind those laws on people to where Christ has come to set us free from sin. He also came to set us free from the law, the binding concepts of the law. Jesus Christ came to set us free he came to set us free and there are the, paul had his critics here's what i love about paul paul didn't care who was preaching the gospel as long as it was the gospel that was being preached you didn't have to paul didn't have to have you agree with him 100% of the time as long as you're preaching jesus christ what matters to paul is that jesus christ is preached He's going to let Christ do the judging. He's going to let Christ do the sorting out. Paul just wants for Christ to be preached. Paul's aim was the glory of God and for people to follow Jesus Christ. When that becomes your game, your glory, when that becomes your aim, your purpose, it's funny how a lot of those selfish things fall away. When people don't do it my way. I don't get angry anymore because I ask the question, are they doing it for the glory of God? Are they doing it Christ way? Are they doing what the book says? Because if they are, they don't have to do it my way. They don't have to dress my way. They don't have to look my way. They don't have to sing the same songs that I sing. But We can be a part of the same purpose, the glory and the pursuit of Jesus Christ. Paul had critics Paul had chains. Paul also had a crisis. He had a crisis. Paul was now in prison. He'd been shipwrecked. He wasn't free to move about as he wanted. Paul had crisis. He had been beaten. And Paul understood that his body was not his own. Paul understood what, it's, what he writes later in Galatians when he says, I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I, I live, yet not I, but Christ now lives in me. He understood what he wrote to the Romans when he says, Therefore offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to the Lord, which is your spiritual act of worship. Paul understood that his body was not his own. His only desire was that he uses that body to magnify the body of Jesus Christ. Paul wanted to make sure that through his situation, people saw Christ. People saw Christ. That's hard for us to do that's hard for us to understand, isn't it? This past year I was diagnosed with cancer. And I began to understand what it means that. This life is not mine. This life belongs to Jesus Christ, and I need to use it for the purpose of magnifying Christ so that the world can see him. Jesus is a bright light. So often he's like a star in the heavens. And our job as Christians are to be giant telescopes that make Christ more easily seen by others, Brighter to others and appears to bring Christ closer to others. I want you to think about that. As Christians, we're supposed to be telescopes so that when people look through our life, they see more Christ and they see Christ closer. They see Christ closer. When we do that, Jesus wins, the body of Christ wins. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes the world is confused because they don't understand. They see departing this world, they see death as the ultimate defeat. But that's not how Paul sees it here. He says, for me to depart and be with Christ, that's better. That's gain. But to stay here and to help you, that's what I still need to do. You see, Paul saw this body the same way that Julie and I would see our tents when we were backpacking. It's no big deal to pick them up and move them from place to place. We sing a song, this world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. This world isn't all there is, Folks. This world is not our home, and we don't need to fill our tents so full of things that matter to us so much that we're unwilling to leave them and go and be where it's better. This world is not our home. This world is not our home. Paul says, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. But too many people in the world are saying, for me to live is Is more money. And if I die, I leave it all behind. Or they're saying, for me to live is to become famous. And to die is to be forgotten. For me to live is to have power and gain more power. And if I die, I lose it all. In the upside-down kingdom of God, things aren't seen in Christ the same way that they're seen in the world. For me to live, that's Christ, and for me to die, that's gain, because I get to be with him for all eternity. In our next broadcast, he's going to start off by saying, I want you to live a life worthy. Therefore, it matters how you live.